Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the political superman, coming to you live from a secret location. <laughs> the time. 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the Left Coast. And before we get crack a I want to discuss what is on everybody's mind today. And that is, where is Prince Harry's balls? <laughs> because I sure think the prince has lost his nuts. Yep. All right, so I decided to confer with a aficionado of mine that <laughs> handles uh, Great Britain, and he studies this stuff inside, outside, inside, over, under, blah, blah, blah. And he tells me that there's some stuff in the in the news that ain't true. So let me clarify some of the stuff that we've heard. First of all, I have heard today that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex lose their security details. That is not true. They maintain their security detail, however... The royal security detail, because they no longer have diplomatic immunity, will not accompany them in the United States. Okay? Um, that does not mean they won't have security. The diplomatic security details um, of the U.S. will protect them because they don't want anything happening to them here. Um, and I think that's right. Also, they... The I've also heard that they've been stripped of their titles, and to some degree they have. They they cannot use his royal highness or her royal highness per order of the queen. However, they maintain their land holdings, and they still will be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They maintain their residences. Um, they have agreed to pay $3.1 million to the crown, to pay back any remodeling that was done. They also have chosen to refund the grant that pays the royal family. Um, Now, having said all that, let me just tell you all that, number one, any point in time that Harry decides to resume, he will be welcomed back with open arms and they will resume his royal highness and her royal highness. Number one. Number two, um, this has 
nothing to do with Prince Harry and everything to do with Meghan. Um, They're blaming it on the scrutiny, but if they think that scrutiny is going to go away, um, it ain't. Okay. And fourthly, they'll be divorced within a few years. Yep. And Harry will take his balls off the shelf, unzip his scrotum, and put them back in. I told you she would be the death of the royal family and she was going to be trouble. Did I not? Nurse Luxury. Mm-hmm. Well, sure she, strikes me, she strikes so me as a money-grubbing hoe. Even though she yeah. had $5 million on her own, she still reminds me of a money-grubbing hoe. Now she's looking and at a $27 million mansion in Vancouver. Who's going to pay for that? They will. She's if you all think with that, Disney. If you no, listen, that contract with Disney's done and over with. She's already done the work for that. And all that money goes to uh Botswana and Elephant Refuge. They made no cash off that. That's to help get their charity going. Um, the prince himself is worth quite a chunk. Huh? How are they gonna make money? Really and truly they don't need to. Because they're worth they're worth almost a hundred million on their own. And that's he what is, everybody she is. this is what everybody seems to be missing here. Is that even with him giving up the public funds, which wasn't that much anyway, in the grand scheme of things, he still gets it's like nine million dollars a year, is it? Correct. Is, is it nine million his, a year? Yes. He still gets his dowry from his dad. Okay, he's still going to get the stipend from his dad. He's still got the inheritance from his mom. Okay, the inheritance from her was uh, over $100 million to each of them. So she was right. worth a chunk of change. Okay, so they're not broke in any sense of the term. Okay, and $27 million is interest. Okay. Because they don't, I mean, yes, they do some stuff that's kind of high life. But if you think about it on the grand scheme of things, a couple that's worth well over 100 and together, I think they're worth like $115 million. They don't live above their means. In other words, they're not blowing more money than what they're making in interest. Okay. So I, I don't, A, I don't understand the fascination with this, and B, you know, everybody's worried that he's going to be broke. He's not. I think the only reason they want to step back from their, quote, royal duties, end quote, is because they're limited at the money they can make. They are limited. She cannot work as an actress while she's a member of the royal family. It's against the rules. Yeah. And the queen absolutely was not willing to bend on that. Now, I have mixed reports on how the Queen feels about Meghan. But I can sure tell you that she's wishing that Pippa had thrown her arm around Harry instead of that ghetto train. And Pippa would, you know, I'd hate to see her. She'll be, she'll be, they'll die into her. With Pippa. 
I'd sure hate to see her go, but boy, would I love watching her leave. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Now. I, I sat here I sat here today, and I said, you know, I give this two years. I said, and it'll yeah. be over. And I said, you so know, you don't want to get back into the family. He's he, he well, grown up a royal member for since he was born. I mean, you know, and to have but, some But here's the thing. Him. He is still a royal. Okay? Yeah. And, I know. you know, he can he cannot do his, quote, royal duties all day long. But the truth of the matter is, he is still a royal. Okay? And he's still a prince. Don't give a damn what yeah. he says or what, you know. Now, yeah. I can tell you... Based on the tone of the Queen's letter, she ain't happy about it. No, not. I guarantee you she ain't. Um, I also have it on good authority. By the end of 20 and 20, the Queen plans to step down. Really? Yeah, I heard that. I also she have it on leave good it. authority. I also have it on good authority that Prince Charles wants to abdicate his role. Really? Mm-hmm. He I wonder to. why and, he's waited all his life for this. Well, why in, the hell would he, why in the hell would he want to be king, if you think about it? He doesn't gain anything that he don't already have. That's and he problem. couldn't be out doing all the things he does. So let William and Kate assume the throne. They are a good-looking couple. They have a good-looking family. Yeah. And I think they would take I think they would take Great Britain in a new a new direction. I think they would take the whole Commonwealth yeah. in a new direction. Oh, I I like That'd be a good I think that they go conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that uh, Megan. Megan wants everybody equally poor. She 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 feels guilty being rich, and she's a uh, racist. Yeah, well, then give all of her money. Well, you have to realize that she's half black, so you know it's just the way well, it goes. Did you notice last week when she said, "Well, we hope to move to Los Angeles someday, but I won't do it unless Trump is out of the White House." She's got about five more years before she can move. Then, well, I got, I got, I got. Canada well, doesn't want them. The royals. Oh yeah, never. he's best friends. No, Harry is best friends with Obama. The royals will never sign off on him moving to the United States because of one little organization. Internal revenue. Yeah. Service. Service. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I got they won't, news they won't let for get... Megan. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear what you're going to say. Well, I was getting ready to travel in a different direction, but go ahead and make your point. Yeah, because if just the investigating Harry will put the whole royal family in a bind with the Internal Revenue Service. 
That's exactly Not right. Not to mention uh, Prince Andrew, his uncle. His uh-huh. uncle's been spending the money. Uh-huh. So then you're then you've got issues. But well, so but, why is like Sharon Osbourne and them come over here because they love it over here? They probably get to keep more of their money. They do. That's why their primary residence is considered the United States. It it was wow. interesting. What I found interesting this week is one of the most prominent and trusted papers in Canada um, is having a bitch fit <laughs> because yeah, Larry's yeah. living. Yeah. And their issue is is that they're saying that the monarchy can't live in Canada. So I looked up the rules on that, and sure enough, under the agreement that Canada has with the Crown. Yep. No go. So, but, you know, anytime the Queen's ready to be done with Canada's little agreement, she can tear it up. Mm-hmm. And what's Trudeau going to do? Yes, ma'am. Listen, I, I have no love for Canada. As a matter of fact, we could send up the ROTC cadets uh, from across the United States and defeat their army in about 45 minutes. <laughs> they still have one? They, they, have, a, they have a piddly ass one. They're kind of like the French. They wear brown pants to hide the pee in the front and the shit in the back as they're running away. <laughs> but Gay brigade. So, <laughs> so let's yeah. segue from from one set of royals to the United States top family. And so I'm going to point out a few things here. And I know everybody wants to go into a p- impeachment and talk about that. And, and we're going to some, but we're going to cover some other things first and finish up with impeachment. Um, I'm waiting on someone to join us. And he, uh, we're going to see what his thoughts are. But, okay, so this week, a, been a, huh? I was saying. Oh, Tammy, dear. Well, I've been waiting. He's playing that song. I've been waiting. Over girl like you. Anyway, to come into my life. Um, I think it's uh, Holland. Is that foreigner? Maybe foreigner. Yeah, foreigner. That's it. Anyway, so the big winners this week in American politics are the Trumps. Yeah. The The articles of impeachment were finally sent over with great pomp and circumstance. By Nancy Pelosi. So what I'm surprised she didn't send them on the mark of the cabinet. So as I was going back and looking at this, number one, I looked at the way that Bill Clinton's impeachment was handled. I pulled it up and watched it, and I pulled up and watched how Pelosi handled Trump's impeachment. And her statement was, Mr. Trump, you have been impeached forever. Yes, that's true. Trump will go down in history as the third president in our history. 
have been impeached. My hometown is home to the first president to ever be impeached, Andrew Johnson. Um, However, let's talk about the impeachment of each of the three real quick. With Johnson, he was being impeached by the Republicans because they didn't like how he was handling Reconstruction in the South. Sixty-six senators voted to impeach him, to convict him of the impeachment. Guess what? He stayed in office, gave him the old finger. Then we come to Bill Clinton. Newt Gingrich and company decided to impeach Bill Clinton for lying to investigators. Okay. And it was a bad move when they started it. It was a bad move when they impeached him. And they knew when they sent the articles over that there was no way in hell the Senate was going to convict them. Okay, they suffered major losses. Republicans suffered major losses the next election. Yep. Okay. Fast forward to Trump's. We have an impeachment that was purely political and along purely political lines. You then hold the impeachment to cut down on the time it is from now until the New Hampshire primary and the Iowa primary. Yeah. Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Okay. Well, now uh, McConnell, who has been a master at this, by the way, anybody that doubts Mitch McConnell's ability should doubt no more. Okay. Like him or hate him, this guy has got control of Congress. Okay. Nancy Pelosi played right into his hand. Yeah. So what does she do? Sure she do. waits a month. Then she hands out pens, poses for pictures, has a picture of the Constitution behind her damn head. Okay. And I'm thinking, if I'm the RNC, I take where she's handing out pens and posing for pictures, and I have that on a commercial starting Monday. And I run that baby in every Rust Belt state there is every swing state from Arizona to Virginia and do nothing but run that ad and put on there, do you want this person determining your elected leaders or do you want to determine your elected leaders? Because Democrats have made it very clear that they want him out of office before the next election, which, by the way, should he be reelected, he can serve in office. So they can yeah. kick his ass out. His name still be on the ballot. He went again. He can come right back to that office. It's yeah. a new term, a new day, buddy. Okay. So let's shift back from, from this part of the politics and go to another part of politics. And that is the two trade agreements that were signed this week. Okay. The Canada agreement which President Victory, and then the phase one deal with China, which Chuck Schumer goes out there and talks about how bad this deal is with China. Um, Oh, Schumer boy, you're the one that approved the last deal that was with China that was incredibly lopsided. (laughs) And um, the only winner in that one was China. 
Okay? And so anything that President Trump does, and I do stress the words, anything that he does is better. Is it a perfect deal? Not at all. Is there more to be done? Absolutely. But you know what? He's done more than anybody else. Okay? The minute Great Britain leaves the EU at the end of this month, guarantee you their negotiators are going to be sitting at the table with the U.S. The U.S. is going to become their largest trading partner. Mm -hmm. Great Britain will win in that one more than the U.S., but the U.S. is going to win in that one too. Great Britain Mm -hmm. has more to gain because... uh, we're going to buy more stuff from them than they can buy from us because we're a bigger, you know, we're a bigger nation. Okay. Other victories this week for the president. The Supreme Court has agreed to pick up a couple of cases. One of them is the faithless electors case. Okay. And basically it's saying the suit is that the electors ought to be able to choose whoever the hell they want to when they get there. Um, no. The state rules say that you vote for the person that sends you there. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court has also refused to hear the free the nipple case, which I am so glad I'm not going to hear that case. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, there's some other cases they plan to pick up, but the faithless electors case is the biggest one. Because they're going to issue the ruling on that one uh, prior to the election. My belief is the reason they picked this up is because they disagree with the lower court's ruling. Lower court ruling ruled that they could vote wherever they wanted to. Yeah. So my 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 belief system is that the Supremes picked this case up to basically bind the electors that if you have signed the agreement to represent Trump at the electoral college meeting on December the 15th, that's who you elect. If you've signed it for whoever, and that's who sends you there, then you you vote for whoever. So I think that's an important case. And I think the only reason they picked it up is because they disagreed with the lower court's ruling. Mm-hmm. If they had agreed with the lower court's ruling, they wouldn't have picked up the case. Okay. Um, another big issue coming up in politics that everybody needs to be watching out for is the Hawkeye Hawkeye. And it's not for who's going to be there. It's for who's not going to be there. There is a, there is a candidate running right now that I have counted today alone. I have seen 17 ads on television for this candidate. in the conservative 1st Congressional District of Tennessee. Now, the TV market where this runs is Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina. It covers a huge swath of states. Michael Bloomberg has been running ads after ads after ads, following the John McCain method, actually. Mm In 2008, John McCain skipped the early caucuses, which their caucuses are worthless anyway, uh, but they skipped them, and 
say he run ads, which is what Bloomberg is doing. Bloomberg's skipping everything up to Super Tuesday. He's got nine people hired in Nashville. He actually asked yeah. one of the friends if he didn't to uh, run the office in Murfreesboro. Um, he will not do well. So he, he, Why? He, he's spending money here, but he ain't gonna do well. Um, as a matter he of fact, he's not going to win. He's not going to win any state that went red in uh, 16, mainly because of his stands on the guns. Well, he's not going to win Virginia. Oh, no, he's not going to win Virginia. He's not going to win Pennsylvania. He's not going to win Michigan. I I don't see him winning a single blue uh, red state that went went red in uh, 016. I don't. The way I see it coming into it right now, with Hillary having raised about $10 million the last couple of weeks, um, we may see what she's going to do. I think she's just waiting. Now, the rumor mill from Jackie, which hats off to Jackie for giving me this info, um, it may look like it's going to be an old man and an old woman ticket and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. That seems to be the ticket that the Democrats want right now. Why would Hillary take vice president? Um, because so Joe Biden has to uh, do a side note. Yeah, Biden will suicide. Did you kill Joe Biden after he but the rumor mill has it that she would take a veep. Well, Joe Biden is sick. Is he? So they have an election. He kills over. She's the president. Uh-huh. Well, you know he's you know he's gonna die from a self inflicted stab wound to the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Incredible. Don't know how he got his arm to contort around that way. Don't know uh, how. Or, or two bullet holes, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I, I just, you know, this is an interesting election cycle. It's not the strangest one I've seen. The strangest one I've seen was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I see that tells me that there's going to be a very sad party come November. Number one, one party is flush with cash and one party's in the red. <laughs> the Republican Congressional Committee, the reelection committee for people in Congress, is bumping. They have more money than they've had in forever. And they've got good young candidates that are very popular in their areas getting ready to go up some of these Democrats that are on the record now as impeaching President Trump in areas where President Trump did very well. Mm -hmm. Okay, And in every district, let me get just to kind of give you all an idea of what's going on. In all the congressional districts in the United States, only 22 now, mark this down. Only 22 were solidly 110% blue. That is, Trump ain't got no chance in hell 
in 22 districts, okay, out of 400 and something. Now, then you've got the leans blue, or he's going to have a hard time. That adds another 100 to the mix. But that's it. After that, the others are up for grabs. And Trump's numbers in a lot of these districts are, are pretty decent. They're where they need to be if you need – they're within a 10-point swing of him winning. And remember, can anybody tell me the number of people that don't admit they're Trump voters? What percentage? I've given you all the numbers a hundred times. Anybody know the percentage and numbers? It's 12. 85%. No, there's 12% of the voting public that will not tell you they voted for Trump, even though they did. And they plan to do so again. There's 12%. Okay. Another number He's going to get 35% of the black vote. Watch. Book it. 35. Another another number to watch out for if you are this party that's in despair, the number 26. 26. As of right now, El Presidente Trump has 26% support in the black community. Twenty-six. We only had eight. That's that is unheard of. Yeah. Okay. He's going to get thirty-five. Uh, but, what? But let me give you another number that's even more, even more interesting. Okay. Now, this number is. You guys are going to kind of flap your. You're going to be like, what the Hades? Let us travel to log cabin politicians. Does anybody know what log cabin politicians are? Log cabin people? The gay Republicans. The gay Republicans. The gay gay community. Log cabin refers to the gay community. You do hear the term log cabin Republican, which I did kind of find it kind of. I have always found that funny, given that it's talking about log cabin, stiff wood. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, his support in the gay community is at 22%. To give you kind of an idea, President Clinton's support in the gay community was only 35 And then after he wore gloves when they visited the White House, that didn't work out well for him either. Yeah. Oh, yes. They visited the White House, and he wore gloves. All the staff wore gloves. But he was... Wait, but Bill was married to a man, wasn't he? (laughs) No, that was Obama. That was Obama, (laughs) but that didn't change anything. If you recall, it was Obama that flooded the White House with colors of the gay pride flag. I notice President Trump isn't doing that. Well, President Trump has been very smart. He's adopted a live and let live policy with the gay community and not really taking them to task, which, you know, given his populist views, that doesn't surprise me. Uh. 
Um, it's also politically stupid to pick a fight with that group of people because you don't need to pick a fight with them right now. They're uh-uh. they're on the ropes anyway. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to do things a little different today because of the next topic we're going to get into. We're going to go ahead and discuss topics that anybody else wants to discuss before we go into the impeachment part of it. Because that's going to take up a little bit of time. May I ask you a question? Of course. If If Hillary is going to get into it, isn't she waiting down to the wire to do it? Um, Actually, her her smartest move would be to wait till the convention. Isn't that waiting a little bit too long to get your name on the ballot? She don't need her name on the ballot if she goes and waits till the convention. Because that that would be what I would do. I was her. Did you see that documentary she just put out? Yes. Don't don't think that. that the Democrats don't think that the Democrats didn't have a plan with how they've handled this impeachment business. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Nancy knows that the house is gone. She knows she's done. <laughs> so they're trying Start to keep, they're trying to keep Bernie from yeah. getting the nod, but Bernie's not going to get the nod. So I don't know what they're so worried about that for. But anyway. All right, so I'm going to come to each of you. I'm going to come to each of you. Whatever topic that you want to bring up, you can bring up. We'll discuss it. So we'll get that out of the way early tonight and then go into impeachment. We'll start with Mark. I would like to tell a story of two types of tigers. There's a paper tiger. A paper tiger is much like the last president, President Obama. He's all talk and no action. And then we have a fierce Bengal tiger. Why are you talking about LSU like that? Talking about tigers. We're talking about uh, paper tigers and Bengal tigers. Your paper tigers live in Clemson. Oh, okay. Now, your Bengal tigers (laughs) live in Baton Rouge. Now, you want to talk about your paper tigers, you're going to have the example of, say, um, Obama, like I said, Obama was a paper tiger, all talk, no action. On the other hand, you have the fierce Bengal tiger, like the ones in Baton Rouge, and the ones that Mr. President came see twice. He came to Tuscaloosa to see LSU destroy Nick Saban's legacy. And if anyone who thinks that I was, oh, it was a good game, it was quick. No, the game was over at the in the first quarter. They just let him come back to save face. Then we had Mr. President again in New Orleans for the LSU home game and dismantling of um, a paper tiger. And him and his beautiful wife, a woman who is not recognized by most of the magazines because they're racist. Him and his beautiful wife went to the 50-yard line to pledge their love for America with the singing of the national anthem. And at the same time, Clemson's little girl quarterback watched, who I'm referring to as Sunshine, from the movie Remember the Titans, 
So Sunshine hey. was crying on. Now, wait a minute, because Sunshine was a damn good quarterback on Remember the Titans. Yeah, but that's before he remembered. That's before Sunshine, the real life one, met um, a defense that was worthy. Oh, okay. And he looked like a paper tiger there, too. Actually, he Uh, looked like a little girl trying to play quarterback for a big school. And I'm not, I'm not unconvinced. I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's actually male. He may be the first transgender quarterback ever to play college football. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's some takeaways from there's some takeaways from that game. So, so let's look at the takeaways. Number one, the standing ovation given to the president. Look at the difference from the Washington Nationals game. And this huh. game, where I don't think there was a boo one heard. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, how about that stupid teacher of the year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you notice that's the only thing they could find fault, the, the media can find fault in. Oh, look, there's a teacher who looked like a man anyway that knelt down for the pledge. If I was the president, I would have I grabbed her by the neck, lifted her <laughs> above, and say, hey, Joe Burrow, throw a football out of head. <laughs> that was the most disrespectful I've ever seen in that, a national championship game. That That <laughs> is very disrespectful. And the next point that comes out of like that it. game is how, is how quick New Orleans got to the White House. Yeah, really. I think every one of them so, attended, didn't they? They did, in fact. But I would okay. assume Ed Ogeron told them, you don't have a choice. Oh, oh yeah. Did you hear the audio? Of what? Yes, what President Trump said. They were they he was talk- yeah, he was talking to Joe, the, I guess the quarterback. He's like, Joe. You're going to be a rich son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. He never said that. No, no. He said, you're going to be very rich. No, he, he, they, he said, he was talking about himself. He said, and they want to impeach the son of a bitch. And then talking about him. No, he said that too. He said that too. He said that too. He said, let's go over. He said, we don't do this very often. We're going to go over to the Oval Office. He wants to know can go. We'll put pictures behind the Resolute desk. Good and bad presidents have sat behind that for a number of years. He said, this time you got a good one. But they want to impeach the son of a bitch. So he said <laughs> son of a bitch twice while they were there. Well, because I, I heard both audios. They play both audios on 9910, or whatever it is. And, 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 then, and then he said, it's confirmed, he said, I don't know if the coach has laryngitis or just <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was oh. good. They seem to everybody. Oh, seemed very good. Now, the big controversy out of that is they were doing a dance in the White House, which I'm thinking, let the oh, kids yeah. be kids. You talking about the woman? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's the, the wife. The team. Yeah, she's the wife of a former NFL player that. Played for the Tigers, and they're they're big with the team, so she got to go along. 
It ain't like yeah. the Obama yeah, follow, snuck into the White House. Follow, supposed to. follow Lynn Patton, L-Y-N-N-E, I believe. She works for Trump, and she lives in those ghetto housing because she's trying to live there and help Trump do something with the housing there in New York. That girl, <laughs> she tells it like it is every day. Kellyanne Conway ain't got nothing on her. Nothing her. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Tammy, what's your topic? Oh, my topic is Lee and the refugees that people came. Uh, there was a Lord something. They didn't have a wreck or something. The place just flew by here. Um, one of my girlfriends had a meeting at her house. Uh, Thursday night and about 50 people came from across the state of Tennessee because they're mad over the government accepting these refugees. And we've got, I don't know how what the count's up to, but we've got two resolutions going in uh, each county on a Second Amendment resolution as well as where our county's not taking the refugees. So, well, if you're let listening, me go ahead. Let me just go ahead and burst your bubble on both of those. Number one, county government has no authority when it comes to the Second Amendment. That's just simply a worthless piece of paper. And I, all I know that. I know that. That's all. I know that. I'm not including that. And, I've already told them that. But it and, is getting the word uh, out. And that resolution to refuse the refugees, got news for them. They don't even have to be notified the refugees are being put there. So um, the, in the state government, the county has no authority to refuse. The governor is the only entity that has the right to accept or refuse them. And he knows that, which is why he did it the way he did it. And it's primarily to benefit Lee Company. Um, which if people, mm-hmm. if people would open their eyeballs, they'd see that too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they do. They're mad. They're not happy. They're mad, 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 mad. Well, I mean, people came from They're just going to have to suffer a severe case to get the hell over it um, and try to vote him out of office, which is going to be virtually impossible to do. <laughs> Uh, in this state anyway. So the resolutions are a waste of time. The the legislature does have some leeway of what they can do, um, but the the Tennessee state legislature is not going to do anything. The Tennessee state legislature is going to um, is going to do nothing because a lot of them are in... uh, got their hands in the, the wrong pockets. Yeah. Um, they got their but, hands out for their campaign because they're up for re-election this year. Yep. That's it. So there's that. Any other issue you want to cover that can actually be covered? Since that one really they is can actually be covered? Pointless. Huh? Yeah. Well, I did the procedural motion. That was successful Monday night and not getting a big old piece of cluster mess of land. The taxpayer. Well, 
Un- unfortunately, you simply delayed the inevitable on that one. Uh, well, I know that, but you know what? People are paying attention. Yes, and that's, that's what's important. All right. Yeah. Jill, do you have an issue you want to bring up? Jill? Yeah. Any issue you want to bring up, Jill? Okay. My name isn't Jill. I'm well aware of what your name is, Barbara. I asked Jill first. I know this may come as a shock, but I can see who's in here. Sorry. My name is Julie. (laughs) My name is Child of the One True King. Anyway, all right, Barbara, go ahead. Yes, Jill does bring up the issue. I'm going to bring up this bill that they just passed in New York, um, allowing for the immediate release of criminals without bail. Well, that's not new. That's well, actually been they they put that through some time ago because the bail system. Uh, affects people that are poor more so than any other. And, you know, I, I'm just going to tell Social you. Social justice When it comes to bail, I've, I've often been opposed to, to bail for certain things. Certain things are just stupid. They're procedural crimes and don't, don't need bail. And then but there's other things. Murders. And that's what I was getting ready to say. Then there's other things. Um, violence, violent crimes, yeah, you're going to have to have some recourse uh, to make sure, A, these people show up, B, they, um, you know, there's some kind of constraint on them from doing this stuff again. And uh, the murder in New York, you know, that's bad, really. The judges aren't even allowed to order an ankle bracelet. Correct. Doesn't matter. You know, they don't watch them anyway. Not really. What the hell is happening? I mean, first you got, first you got uh, Newsom, uh, Pelosi's nephew, you know, destroying California with the homeless who they're busing between cities now. Um, and then you got uh, Cuomo, and then you got Blackface Northam, you know, trying to, well, uh, you know. Ban guns, you know. But I'm surprised that that judge in Virginia even went along with it because he knows it's unconstitutional. Well, here's the thing about that: the you're talking about where they banned them on the Capitol property, right? Well, it's still here's, unconstitutional. The here's the problem you got with that, okay? And and this is what everybody needs to be mindful of is that when it comes to the state and state property, guess who the top dog is? Well, I understand that, that the governor is, you know, but governor still against the Constitution of the United States. But the bill failed. I don't know why, you know, people 
aren't talking about that. This bill was already defeated. Okay, done. So that's why they only banned them at the Capitol is because that bill's already been defeated. Okay. He didn't put that out. So that that bill is done. We'll probably see it again. Um, But if you want to ban guns, you don't go after the guns. You go after the ammunition. The ammunition is not protected by the Constitution. Oh, really? Okay. And that's what everybody's going to... That's why you see uh, most manufacturers now required to... um, That's why you see most manufacturers of ammunition being required to create ammunition that's only good for six months. Okay. Makes sense. All right. All right, so with Northam, you know, Virginia's just stupid. But they knew what they were getting with Northam. I don't know that he can win re-election. I don't know. I don't think he can win re-election. He's, he's very much like Terry McCullough, except for at least when Terry McCullough run the damn state, he knew what issues to stay away from. Yeah. All right. Anybody else got a topic they want to bring up before we move on to impeachment? Okay, so my son has been over here in my ear for the past few minutes wanting me to bring up an issue. The gay pride flag. The gay pride flag was flown. A POW MIA flag was removed, and the gay pride flag put in its place. And he is butthurt over the issue. Well, so what say you all? Oh, say that again. They replaced the what with the gay flag? The MIA flag, the POW flag. Oh, God. He's a smart kid. That's what I have to say about your son. He is pretty smart sometimes. Sometimes he's a dumbass, but in this issue, he's he's okay. He's very pro-military. Give me this thing. All right, so what's the next topic, gang? 
impeachment. All right. Well, then we'll move on to impeachment. Who's got thoughts on impeachment? Um, I'll say something about the Second Amendment before you move on. You know, just as a reminder, that was written to warn government and to make it clear to the government that they're restricted in what they can do and that they don't have any right to keep us from owning guns or having guns. And, um, you know, the whole well-regulated militia business precedes it because they knew we would need to have a military. We had a military in Jefferson's day. He created the Marines to fight none other than the Muslims at Tripoli. So the bottom line is, is that that was put in the Constitution to warn the government that we would not have our right to to bear arms taken away and that it was our check and balance against the government in terms of tyranny. All enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, domestic enemies, what would that be? So I don't know who these people are that are rising up in government positions that are coming up with these laws that they're trying to write and put forth in the the form of a bill, but they need to cut it out because every single solitary gun law on the books is unconstitutional, every single one. Well, actually, the Second Amendment does not give you the right to own a gun. It gives you the right to protection if you have one, but it doesn't give you the right to own it. We'll have to just agree to disagree. It is, I understand it's for protecting my life and my family and my property. But the Second Amendment is a warning and the right of the citizens to have and bear arms will not be infringed. That's pretty clear. And they're infringing it on a regular basis. And that's what needs to stop. Okay, so... Okay, I mean, I must have missed part of this while I was having a conversation with my niece. I understand what you're saying, Jill, but okay, what was your Barbara? What did you say? I said the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was not written to give the right to own arms. It gave the right if you have one, to protect your right to have one. Well, I actually disagree with that because the Supreme Court has found consistently throughout our history that that, in fact, does give us the right to bear arms. And if you look up the Old English definition of the word bear, it means to own. You buy them. You're just conflating semantics. So the government's good at doing that too, Mark. It doesn't give you the the right to buy them. It does. It gives you the right to own them. They, They can they can restrict 
to a degree, and the Supreme Court has also held this, that certain gun sales can be restricted, okay? They have to have a record of the guns because you're required to register guns in most states. Tennessee is not a registered state, so you're not required to register your gun here. But, um, so, I guess I don't understand the point. Jill, what was, I missed part of your conversation. So do me a favor and repeat. Basically, all I did was say that with regards to the Second Amendment, it was put in the Constitution as a means to warn government that the right of the people to own and bear arms will not be infringed, period. It was for us so that we are able to protect ourselves, our family, and our property. And that's even against the government if, in fact, that's what it takes. So apparently, yeah, apparently they don't get the warning because they keep trying to put forth these bills. And this this business of all these red flag laws, I'm telling you, we've got one that's already in law in the state of Indiana, which I am working to try to get repealed because it's unconstitutional. What law is it? The red flag law. It's it's, It's a wonderful put together of Mike Pence. None other than Mike Pence, my not-so-favorite individual. Well, I like President Trump, but I am not a fan of Mike Pence. Sorry. Well, the red flag law, and here's kind of my – I'm kind of torn with the red flag law, and I'm going to tell you why I'm kind of torn with it. Because there are those out there, there are individuals out there that – based on whatever their mental capacity may be or however, you know, whatever the situation, they don't need to be owning firearms. Okay. 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 Now, but see, here's where you, here's where you, here's where you set yourself up. You're setting all of us up because who is the judge, jury, trial, and person that dictates whether or not someone has an issue mentally. Okay. Look, well, there is a doctor. There was a doctor that was on um, Fox last night. He's the guy that used to be with Adam. Oh, I can't think of his name, but anyway, it was a, a, a white-haired dude doctor, and he's from California. Doctor and he had a show Dr. with Doctor. Yes. Yeah. No, not Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil's bald. This guy's doctor. Dr. I think Doctor Drew was it. Doctor Drew. He. He. He said point blank that it is so bad in California. And the and the, but that the people that were homeless in California are drug abusers and the mentally ill. And he and I agreed with him. He said we have to get the local hospitals back opened up again that will be able to take care of people. They have to get the proper care that they need. They don't need housing. See, the the governor out in California is trying to get them housing. He's trying to make the taxpayers pay for housing for the homeless people. And Dr. Drew said, no, 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 this is not what they need. Several years ago, they closed a whole lot of uh, mental hospitals nationwide. And that needs to change. They've, they've got to go back to being putting some government funding into that to help with mental illness. Because they were mistreated in those hospitals. But still, I, I, I lay it down with this. 
to me, the bottom line and the, and the, the, the boundary for me is who do you place as judge and jury when it comes to whether or not a person has any kind of a mental situation. Now, if they've got a criminal history, if they've, if they've got a record of domestic violence or something like that, that's different. Because felons can't even have guns, at least not in the state of Indiana. So Actually, there, there are no state laws against felons owning guns. Just for the record, but how, it's federal law. There are no state laws. It's all federal. Okay. Which, well, by the way, um, there are people working to overturn that dumb law, too. Well, are, are you absolutely here's, here's, certain that there's none in Indiana? Because I had a friend of mine whose son had a gun on him, and they caught him with it, and he had had a previous arrest, was a felon, and he went back to well, jail. That's why. That's they why. can. But what they do is they do it on the federal, they do it with federal law. And the states can charge you, but it's a federal law they charge you with. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the law is on the federal level. I understand. Okay. Most states don't, most states really don't give a crap unless you're caught committing another crime or you're a violent criminal. Then right. they push it or the feds will pick it up. As a matter of fact, my brother is currently sitting in a federal slammer in Butler, North Carolina, charged with 700 counts of felon in possession of firearms. Good Lord. Would you like to know why he's charged with 700 counts? Because there are over 700 pictures of him online holding a firearm. Really? And they're going to charge him with it. Well, oh, yeah. Buddy, they they're nailing him to the wall. Well, anyhow, um, you know, the bottom line is is that is that I just think there needs to be a boundary line on these laws that they're putting out there that's affecting none other than law-abiding citizens. It's got they to do stop. Need to, they do need to they do need to make sure there's good checks and balances. So let me give you an example. So. The red flag law in, oh, where is it? There's some place that has a red flag law. And basically the way it works is that a healthcare professional, police officer can make the original determination. They get referred to a healthcare uh, facility for a 72-hour observation, and they do a, they do a mental evaluation. A recommendation is then made to a judge, and then the judge makes the final determination. So it's a three-step process that I think is okay. I have seen, I've seen cases, because I've been watching this. I've seen cases where the guns have been taken by the cops, the mental health people. And then given right back. That, that's it. Well, the mental health people determine, hey, there's not really a problem. Yeah. And the judge says, okay, you can have them back. Then there's other cases that I know of. I know of one personally. For this individual, I've been saying for years, this individual should not have firearms. Well, sure enough, the police got him. It was a bad situation. The police confiscated his weapons, went to mental health. Mental health said, look, he's got homicidal tendencies along with schizophrenia. And judge says, okay, well, we're going to take your guns. For at least a year, we will come back and look at this again. Um, 
in another year. And that's kind of the way it was. I didn't, I, I thought the process was a good process. It worked. <laughs> I the same way or how it works. But we, there are some people, Jerry, who don't own firearms. And if they're discovered or there's a situation going on, it's like judges can issue ex parte orders when it comes to domestic violence and they can strip you of your gun rights. Okay. According to my son, who just researched this, Connecticut was the first state to enact a red flag law in 1999. Which is interesting because I did not know that. And New Jersey's getting ready to cancel that one. So. But I agree with Jill in the sense of we need to be careful about the slippery slope. I agree with Barbara. Well, the thing is, though, how do you keep the bad apples from rising up and trying to pull other stunts? See, it, it's like it's to be, it's like you open a, a door, and if you don't shut it and you don't keep it real tightly closed, you know, when you let it open just a tad bit, like with this red flag law, you're gonna have those that think, wow, we got that done. What can we go after next? And it's, hap- it's already happening. It's like these people with the abortion law. We have the abortion law on the books for how many years now? And they turn around and the same stinking governor of Virginia thinks it's all right to kill a live child. Well, I think It's born think, alive. I think you're going to find the Supreme Court's about ready to smack a bunch of that down this term. Because remember, they've they've got an R.V. Wade case this time. Well, Indiana just just introduced a bill to ban abortion in the state of Indiana, so that you know. Um, is it a full ban or is it a? Oh yeah, it's a full ban with consequences if they do it. Then it will be um, struck down as unconstitutional and rightfully so. How do you figure there's no legislation that's ever been passed on on any kind of abortion law? Not true. Left to the there's, been, there's been multiple legislations passed on abortion. And Such as? That what, what are they? Tennessee has one that bans abortion. Well, Actually, the way they got... The way they got around it was they didn't go after the abortions because you can't really do that. You go after the clinics. You go after them and make them have full hospital standards as well as hospital privileges at the physicians at a local hospital. Well, that required two of the three abortion clinics in this state to shut down. Yeah, Ohio did the same thing, and Indiana has been doing it too. Um, And these laws... The minute they pass that law, here's exactly what's going to happen. Planned Parenthood is going to go file an appeal, going to file a brief, an amicus brief in federal court. That federal judge is going to put a stay on Indiana's law, not going to allow it to take effect. Indiana is going to appeal it. The appellate court is going to hold that it can't go into effect. Then they're going to appeal to the Supreme Court. There have been 13 other cases right now. As a matter of fact, 
I think this is the case that they're hearing in the Supreme Court right now. If that's it, the Supreme Court may determine it, how they're handling it, because there's a Roe v. Wade case in front of the court this term. So, um, they may pass it, but don't expect it to go into effect, because it won't. Not until the Supremes make a ruling on Roe v. Wade and what uh, what states can do. And every abortion law has to have an exception for medical emergencies and rape. All right. Anybody else got comments on what we're on what we're discussing? You might also want to be aware, uh, if you're not already, of the um, the there's a another law in Indiana that um, was it well that was introduced that is a gun law that requires the age of 21 for purchase and it bans assault weapons and so forth. It, so it's kind of following along the same lines. Uh, a lot of the um, dialogue in it were very comparable to what was in Virginia. So people are fighting it. I already talked to the state house about it, and I was assured by um, Holcomb's office that they were going to, it wasn't even going to make the light of day. They weren't even going to take it up. So, But, you know, I I don't trust them. (laughs) Okay. So what are they not taking up? The bill was introduced, but I was assured by Holcomb's office that they weren't that it was never going to even make it to the floor for a vote. Okay. Because if they would it would be ruled that it wasn't even going to be that it was unconstitutional. And it was I'm trying to think of the, the legislator's name, and there's no, there's nothing against this guy, but he's he's a Democrat, and he's one of the few that are in the state legislature that put it forth. I do have a question. Have you heard um, about, I heard this report yesterday, I do believe, that there are people in D.C. that are trying to uh, legislate somehow or another to make D.C., um, to split it up and make it a bunch of individual states so that it will um, swing the numbers of uh, representatives to, um, to, you know, towards the Democrat, uh, the Democrat side? I mean, have you well, heard anything that about this? That was a yeah, study I'll- in Harvard. That was a yeah. Harvard study or somebody from Harvard who said that. Yeah, that, that's a he was the one that, that went further. That went further in saying that, well, they need 200 states made up of uh, um, Washington D.C. Uh, communities and all of this crap that they could 
amend the Constitution as they want, and it's the liberal um, doomsday plan. That's all it is. It's never yes, going to happen, so don't even worry about it. They, the object is, well, they, they've got a couple of problems with their theory, okay? When you add Puerto Rico is going to be the next state, okay? Most likely uh, Trump will admit them into the union before he leaves office. Uh, because they vote on it again this next presidential election, and once it passes, it then goes to Congress, and Congress will approve it. I was going to say, I thought they already were because they had delegates uh, at no. uh, the convention. No, they no. have non-voting. They, the only place that Puerto Rico is allowed to vote is in the primary. They're not allowed to vote in the general. And Puerto Rico is a territory like the Virgin Islands, Guam, um, the thousands upon thousands of islands we own in the South Pacific. Well, apparently Um, they had delegates at the convention. They do, because the parties represent them, and they do, they are allowed to have delegates. They just can't vote. The, The people of Puerto Rico vote during the primaries, but their vote for president in the general doesn't count. Makes no sense to me why, but that's the way it is. Just like, you know, in the district, they have a congressman in Congress, but that congressman has no authority. Like the city government. You know, the city government of Washington, D.C. can't do a damn thing unless they go to the Washington, D.C. committee made up of uh, congressmen. There's a congressional committee that oversees the District of Columbia's budget. And they can't buy a postage stamp without approval of that committee. The government of Washington, D.C. is nothing but a figurehead. But now, having said that, so what are the criteria to become a state in this country? The District of Columbia's population is right around 1.6 million people. Okay. The district has enough populace to be a state, however, and this is what everybody is not paying attention to. The District of Columbia is not part of the United States. Right. Oh, isn't everybody surprised about that? I knew it. The District of Columbia is a square block set aside that doesn't fall in the United States to represent uh, the government. I, okay. Barbara, take over. Just saying. You know, it's no, it's not a part. Of, but I'm still wondering why they still have electoral votes. If they are not. Okay, he was saying that the District of Columbia is not part of the United States, which is correct. It's a federal entity. There is yeah, no... but they still have <clears throat> it... they still have all that to vote though. Yeah, because of the twenty seventh or twenty seventh amendment, maybe one of the amendments right. of the Constitution gives them uh, gives them three uh, electoral votes. Yes, actually, what the president what they should do, what Congress should do when it comes to the District of Columbia. Make the whole district part of Maryland. 
because that's the, well, it's Maryland that, that they're actually in. It's, it's the it's the Maryland area that was donated by Maryland to become the uh, the district, give it back to Maryland, and only federalize the federal buildings. Everything I agree. In, but you say you you take you, you take the federal the, you take the federal buildings, which in every state federal buildings are done by the feds. And you say, okay, here in District of Columbia, you have electoral votes. They're with Maryland. And I say that because the ones from Virginia were taken away during the Civil War. Virginia took that land back. That's where you have your Arlington and all of that. And are you back, uh, Superman? Yeah. Yeah, I was just listening. So the district, here's the problem with this. When the district was created, and by the way, it wasn't all of Maryland. There was parts of Virginia. Um, The Fairfax family actually was responsible for a lot of that being done because the Fairfaxes were part of Martha Washington's family. And the Fairfaxes and the Lee family got mixed up, which led to Lee House which was bequeathed from the Washingtons, by the way. Anyway, just to be a big, uh, I just finished a book on the Washingtons. Um, quite interesting, actually. But And the boss lady bought that book for me at <coughs> some store. Anyway, it's one of those budget books that you don't think will be any good. It was actually well-written. Uh, anyway, the District of Columbia can never be part of a state. Um, because there's too much, every part of the district is federal. And that's what most people don't understand. Uh, Georgetown, part of Georgetown, and when you get into Roswell and other areas like that, that's not federal property. But Arlington, all of the actual district itself is all federal, will always be all federal, and can never be part of a state, nor can it have statehood. Because having either of those would be very good. Now go get a fork. Uh, would be Cole, very good. Now go get a fork. <laughs> Ambika, Ambika, I have don't one. Forget, don't, don't forget the cool Ambika is learning how to make redneck peanut butter cookies. Redneck. One, cup of, one cup of peanut butter one cup of sugar, and one egg. Oh, my and God. Then... Isn't there enough sugar? Wow. I'm diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, Ambika is going to go make these for me because I've been wanting peanut butter cookies, and the boss lady absolutely refuses to make me peanut butter cookies. And you should let me have one because I'm ready for you. You haven't tasted my Buckeyes. I don't want anything that has to do with Ohio, a bunch of overrated football players. No, it's not. It's a cookie. Oh, quit being like that. Gee. It's a cookie. Okay, now, have you preheated the oven? Mm-hmm. Okay, put these in for... Anybody want to know how long these should cook for? Oh, 30 minutes. You don't cook no damn thing. 30 minutes. <laughs> 12 to 15. 
12. Put it in for 13. Look at them. If they're not done, done, keep cooking them. Okay. Oh, eat the dough. So, now, this Harvard study, which I found quite interesting, um, also talks about, and again, this is Harvard, so they make me feel smart. But the headline. I bet they do. (laughs) The headline to the study is how to do away with the electoral college in our democracy. Uh huh. Well, first of all, they say that the founding fathers made multiple errors, and they did make some errors. Okay, but at the time they weren't errors because number one, they never expected the country to become as large as it has become. They, if, if any of our founding fathers, 59 founding fathers were alive today, they'd be like, holy crap. Boys, look what we did. Then they'd line up a bunch of the presidents and bitch smack them and say, why do you keep trying to be yeah. started? Yeah. Okay. So the what they want to do is basically create enough states to do a way to be able to override the Midwestern states. Okay, do away with the, the flyover country, as it's called in politics, to do away with the Electoral College. And they have determined in this study that the major metro areas should be able to determine the direction of the country, because that's where the population centers are. Well, that's exactly what the Founding Fathers wanted to prevent, which is why... Yep. The fathers did not like a democracy because a democracy can become a dictatorship. Okay. Which could then lead to... Exactly what's happening. Which could start the whole process over. So what they did is they created, and they did it for the wrong, they did the right thing for the wrong reason. Okay. So what they determined was that, okay, each state could have their own direct elections. But the people of the state would vote on electors. The electors would get together on December the 15th and choose a president. Okay? That is so that everybody has equal representation based on your populace. California has 54 electoral votes. Well, most people think it's because it's the largest state. Well, that's not true. It's actually the second largest state. The first largest state in our union, does anybody know what it is? Alaska. It is, in fact, Alaska. So if you want to go by that logic, Alaska ought to have the most electoral votes. But no, we go by population and the number of seats that you have in the House, which, by the way, if you guys want to be happy, it looks like California is going to lose about seven congressional seats. Well, isn't that nice? Is Adam Schiff one of them? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> looks like they're going to lose a few under under this new census because it's showing that New York, uh, especially New York City, has been bleeding residents. New York has bled residents. California has bled residents. Connecticut, New Hampshire, they're trying to pay people to come live in their state. 
Who wants to pay their taxes? Well, California had a, a net loss of 60,000 or 70,000 people last year. Yeah, they're losing people. And most congressional districts have right around a million people that you represent. Between mm-hmm. 600,000 and a million people, depending on your state. That's about what your represent load is. Okay, well, so just be... So Texas be ought to be getting some more. Texas will probably pick up two or three. <sighs> Texas will pick up two or three. Tennessee will most likely pick up one. Virginia will stay about the same or lose one. A lot of your southern states may pick up one. California, uh, Florida may pick up one. Idaho, uh, a lot of Californians went to Idaho well, too. And I'm Ida Pimp, so get to work. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> the same. Uh, I'm not a hoe. I don't know about you, but I'm not. <laughs> well, you just said Ida Ho. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's the state that the Cal- some of the Californians moved to. I know Texas has, Texas has told California people who are coming there, we don't care if you move here, but don't you bring your damn politics with you. <laughs> well, they've done a study in Texas, and, and I think I mentioned this on our last call, but they've done a study in Texas that finds that people that move to Texas may vote Democrat their first time there. But by the second election cycle, they're voting Republican. Yep. Because they, they see I read that. how everything is working and how the economics. You know, what's really interesting well, is that Ronald Reagan called teetotal hell for his economic plan when he yeah. was in office. Okay. But if you will look at a lot of your southern states, Tennessee, Arkansas, um, Georgia, Florida, they all use the Reagan economic model. Trump is using Reagan's economic model. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at how everything's went with President Trump as far as what he's done. Now, the mm-hmm. impeachment, if everybody will recall, impeachment was predicted for his third year. And guess what? It happened in his third year. Yeah. Um, I think that I I think that Trump comes out of this stronger. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to kind of transition to transition a little bit to the impeachment. Hey, look at his legal team. Okay. Oh, when yeah. I read that Ken Starr had yeah. to join his legal team, my my hero. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy. And Ken Starr, listen Ram. for what anybody wants to say about the guy. He was very thorough in the Clinton. Yeah, he was. Boy, I mean, yeah. a lot of people think this started out with Monica Lewinsky. It sure did not. No, it started with Matter of fact, one. Monica Lewinsky wasn't even on the radar. Mm. This whole thing started. This was, was all about uh, Whitewater. See, that's the thing. This all started about Whitewater. The, yeah. With Bill Clinton. 
the special prosecutor to Whitewater, and what he do, he did like he did like Mueller's team did. Mueller didn't do anything because he was, I think he just went in his office and played with a Rubik's cube or something. But uh, I, I I felt so sorry for him when I saw him appearing before Congress. I'm like, they took this old dude. Yeah, I didn't feel one bit sorry for him. I think he's a partisan hack, just like the rest of them in there. No, he was I a really patsy. He was a, a patsy. This guy's got some yeah. Interest. He he was a patsy. I think his I think his mental faculties were diminished, and that's what they were looking for. They they wanted a Republican that you know made it appear appear like it was fair, and he was already you know yeah. I, I have. I have some. I felt sorry for him. So yeah, major. With the hundred and eleven opening, the hundred and eleven page opening salvo that the Democrats have tossed out. Um, anybody know what they did last week or this week that was very significant, but yet insignificant? Oh, that, that Parsons guy. No, well, he's part of it, but it has to do with the document dump. They did the, what I like to call the not before trial document dump done by just about oh, every yeah. Washingtonian. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Look, look at the evidence now, we got. Oh, we got more evidence. Yes, but they've been sitting on that yeah. for months. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. they knew well, like what it was. Sorry. Go ahead. What I documents are you talking about? That, Rachel, Rachel Mantel, when she was in, uh, asked about that interview she did with Parsons, she said, I've been working on that for months. Right. Oh, Parnas? Yeah. Well, no, there was a, there's a, there was a big document dump last week. Okay. Yeah. What, kind, what documents? And, oh, all kinds of stuff that the Democrats claim that they just got, but they've had that crap for months. <laughs> And what so the issue that that they have, the issue that the Democrats have is number one, I'm going to tell you, nobody's really paying attention anymore. Political mm-hmm. hacks like us, yeah, we're paying attention. But people that don't give a crap, that have everyday lives, they're not paying attention. Why? Because they wrote this off already. They've written this off as a hit job. And I got to tell you, I see it as a hit job. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. Now, now if you, you know anybody who anybody who watched any of the, I, and I happen to see all the House uh, testimony, it was a farce. It was an absolute farce. The only person that had any first hand knowledge of Trump was Sondland, and he was talking out of both sides of his mouth. It was ridiculous. Well, I I think that listen, on when it comes to the Ukraine and all that business, I go back to this right here. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. More importantly, he's the chief executive officer of the federal government. Okay? Now, what does that mean that he's the chief executive officer of the federal government? That means that we've entrusted him to do what he thinks is right in the best interest of the United States. Okay? Now, as far as the investigation and asking 
them to look into stuff. If that's what he wants to do, he didn't ask him to investigate Joe Biden, which is what everybody seems to be missing. Okay? He asked them to investigate Hunter Biden because Joe Biden, and I firmly believe this with every inch of my being, Joe Biden used his office to try and enrich his son. Yep. Now, and when the Ukrainian when the when the Ukrainian government decides, oh hey, there's some shenanigans here. The Veep decided that, okay, I'm the third most powerful man in the United States, so I'm going to use my office as vice president to attempt to strong arm these people into not looking too to not looking too close at Hunter Biden. Okay. And I don't blame yeah, the president probably should have took a different tact in how he handled that. Um, however, I don't disagree with him asking them to look into this. Okay. Now, as far as the aid to the Ukraine, the GAO come out and said that he didn't, that, you know, they broke the law. But the Justice Department, which determines if the law is broken or not uh, right. in the United States, says that he did not. And I'm inclined to go more with, because listen, and pardon the term I'm about to use, but Barr, Bob Barr is nobody's bitch, okay? Yeah. That's why he was appointed. He is nobody's bitch. He's not the president's bitch. He's not anybody's. And if he says, hey, this is on the up and up, then it's on the up and up. Remember, Reagan appointed him, and he went against Reagan a couple of times. Yeah. Okay? So... I just, you know, there was something. There was something I wanted to mention that came out in one of the hearings that I thought was really, really a humdinger. That really made it. It, it, it basically told me that Biden is a crook. Period. Joe Biden. Which the Joe Biden? The president. Yeah. Joe Biden has been a crook for forty years. Well, Ambassador Yovanovitch, when she went before the Senate for her confirmation to become the ambassador of Ukraine. She had openly admitted in the hearing testimony that she was basically, you know how they, like she had democratic advisors to her before she went in to have her confirmation hearing in front of the Senate. And one of the things that she was advised on was if there were any questions that came up about Burisma. And when the Republicans in the Judiciary or the Intelligence Committee asked her, so what, you know, well, so how did they tell you to answer if you were asked any questions by the Senate about Burisma and looking into them and so on and so forth? And they told, she said her answer was to be to refer them, the senators, to the vice president's office. Oh, yeah. So I'm here to tell you right here and now, Biden was using, he was heavy-handing his position, and he was making his son and John Kerry's son and Nancy Pelosi has somebody over there. They're all benefiting and all getting money out of Ukraine, plain and simple, and it's our tax dollars. 
Well, first of all, you know, a son is worth billions of dollars. So why he would need to enrich him, I don't know. Because he's heir. He's an heir to the Heinz fortune. Yeah. Okay. Well, and nice. Is that who's that? John Kerry's son. Yes. Yeah, he's in the. He's a. He's an heir to uh, Teresa Hines's fortune. You know, and they sold Hines to Kraft for billions upon billions of dollars. Okay, but has he gotten his his inheritance yet? No, they're still alive. Yeah, I'd say he's getting some windfall from it, but I, I wouldn't know what. Thing is, the thing is, is that I believe that they, they were there was a lot of them involved, a lot of them. Oh, there were. Anyway, Barbara, go ahead with your point, and then we'll we'll move forward. Thank you, thank you. In 1988, you know, Biden was running for president and had to step down because they found out that he plagiarized a speech or a document that um, he gave. And so he's been a crook for 40 years. Well, first of all, let me just tell you all something about plagiarism. Okay. I've written hundreds of papers. I have taken work from other authors. Okay. Now, granted, I I have done what I'm supposed to do and notate it correctly. But I right. have, in fact, taken stuff from other authors. Okay? I mean, we always um, quote. In, that's not plagiarism, though, Fabian. In, Fabian, that's in, not plagiarism. In speech. Plagiarism is when finish. you try to pan it off as your own. Let, let me finish. When I went back, because I, I heard that claim some years ago, and I looked up his speech, the only thing he did not do in this, it was a speech. The only thing he did not do, uh, he quoted three paragraphs from another speech. And he broke them up into, it wasn't done in order that they're written in a thing, and he didn't give credit to the author. Now, whether that was on purpose, whether that was an oversight, I don't know, don't really care. Um, and I'm not defending Joe Biden. I'm just simply saying that there's a lot of people out there that use other people's words and don't quote them. And I just yeah, but he was running for president. He was running for president. That's a big deal, you know. So it might have been in 1988, especially if the author yeah. came out and said, "Hey, you know, whatever." But again, everybody plagiarizes. I don't care who you are. Everybody plagiarizes. Well, when I post to Facebook and I quote something, I always make sure that I put who said it. So, you know. How many of you after 9-11 have uttered the statement, let's roll? No. I know. I know of several of you on here that have. Yeah. Did you give Did you give Todd Beamer credit for that statement? Because he made that statement in the context of which you were using it. You plagiarized uh-huh. his words. Okay. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. How many of us have said that? 
Did we say as said by John F. Kennedy? Because he's the one that said it. The point is, is that plagiarism is a weak argument. Always has been a weak argument, even with Elizabeth Warren and her crap. It's a weak argument. So what? That's but usually, 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 it's, it's an, not it's not used in the written or in the oral sense of the word. Though, if you're just giving a speech, if you're if you're giving a speech that you claim that you wrote, and that you're saying that that was all your you know, your written work, then that's plagiarism if it belonged to someone else. That's why plagiarism. when you hear speeches, plagiarism, that's why when you hear speeches, a lot of times presidents will say, you know, as such and such, or as this former president said, or as John Washington, I'm, or George Washington said. I'm aware. You know? I'm just simply saying that it's very easy to plagiarize somebody. Whether right, well, plagiarism normally applies to the written word, as opposed to your, uh, giving a speech. It's, it's still, if you wrote it down in your speech, it's written down. That's the text of it. But the point is, is that it's very easy to plagiarize somebody. Listen, I've written papers before. I, read, I wrote a science paper, and I run it through the plagiarism checker. Now, I wrote all this on my own, no direct quotes, all of it on my own. The plagiarism checker through uh, Purdue University found that 37% of that science paper was plagiarized. Now, I didn't plagiarize them. That was all in my own words. Somebody else had written stuff very similar to what I said, so I had to go back and change it. But the point is, is that, A, plagiarism is an academia crime, okay, number one, right. especially with papers. And I'm just going to tell you, let's say he did write a damn paper. Well, you know what? It's the university that he wrote that paper for or through. It's their responsibility to fact check that stuff. If they chose not to, that's their problem. Every paper I've ever submitted ever since I started high school has been fact checked. Okay? They have put it through the plagiarism plagiarism checker. Okay? And so, you know, we're kind of beating a dead horse with the plagiarism thing. Because, listen, I don't give a shit about plagiarism. I really don't. Yeah, if that should have never derailed Joe Biden's presidential thing. There were other reasons. The plagiarism. Might it is sort of. It is sort of uh, splitting hairs a little bit. The the plagiarism thing back in 1988. Yeah, it may have been all over the news. Because listen, the truth is nobody wanted Joe Biden as president. And remember what I've always said in politics: if the media doesn't think you're relevant, you're not. Simple as that. Okay? Yeah. And they didn't want Joe Biden. And they still don't really want Joe Biden, but the Democrats. Democratic Party. The Democratic Speaking Party. of that, why does Fox yeah. News think that Buttigieg, Buttigieg is relevant? They're, they just announced the town hall he's doing. But Gage, but Gage is not relevant. He has, he has okay. absolutely zero, and mark this down, zero chance of getting to the White House. It could be between him and Hillary Clinton, he wouldn't get to the White House. It could be between him and Elizabeth Warren, he ain't getting to the White House. Him and any other candidate on that stage, he's not getting to the White House. He will not make it into Super Tuesday. Okay? And there's two reasons he's not going to make it into Super Tuesday. One, he kisses the guy, and two, he's 35. 
or 37, excuse me. He's not going to make it. Okay? Anybody above the age of 45 will not vote for him. Period. They will not do it. Okay? Anybody in their 40s considers people in their 30s to be young and stupid. They are not going to vote for him. The way it is. Write it down in your book. Not going to happen. But Bud Gage, Bud Gage has has a political future. He does. He doesn't have a good one in Indiana. Um, but he does have a political future. We'll see where where he goes. He'll probably jump next door to Illinois and start doing some politics there. He has a better chance of winning there. By the way, he's close uh, enough being and being in South Bend. He's uh, skipping a jump away. I know. Also, for those of you that follow politics of Illinois, Rod Blagojevich, Blagojevich um, will be pardoned before the end of the year and will be free. Good. You know, I kind of agree with you on that. As much as, as much as I didn't like him as governor of Illinois, I think he, he needs to be. He should have never gone to prison. That was no, not for 14 years. The problem was, was he didn't do what Obama wanted him to do. Had he done what Obama wanted him to do, this would never have been an issue. Why are people so oh. naive about that? Why What's are that? people so naive about Obama? When I post things like, well, you know, uh, that Obama was running guns to Al-Qaeda, and that's why Benghazi happened. That Chris Stevens was murdered because he knew too much. The General Flynn was set up by Obama slash Hillary because he knew exactly what went on in Benghazi. And people just come back and they call you names, they insult you, you're crazy. Obama was the greatest thing that ever happened to this country. You know, I'm going, God, pull your head out of your ass. Well, what you have to do is, number one, and my son posted this on Facebook, my eldest son, which very quietly follows politics, by the way. Um, (laughs) He posted, when you're winning an argument and people start calling you names, or when you start winning an argument based on fact and people start calling you names and it shows a picture of Jim Carrey making one of his faces. Right. And I agree with that. The minute, the minute someone calls you a name, they have lost the argument, and they know they have yeah. lost. Okay? If you want to win the Benghazi argument, you simply do this. Eric Holder did the Fast and Furious guns across the border into Mexico. The cartels got a hold of the guns. The cartels were involved with the black market, which went over to the Middle East because that was the hot part. Of, that was the hot part of the black market. Okay, where do they end up? They end up in Libya and other places. They're used to attack various U.S. interests, including but not limited to Benghazi. The request went out for assistance from Benghazi two minutes after the attack started. Thirteen hours later, there was no response. Why? Because they saw a way, they saw a way to solve a problem. 
They told to stand down. They were told to stand down because they wanted the embassy to be overrun, and they wanted the people in the embassy to be killed. Why? Because of what they knew. Because of where they could point the fingers. Everybody, mm-hmm. that's you. You draw the line and you make the connection. That's how you win arguments. If when they start calling you mm-hmm. names, you make no further response. Because they were running guns. They've lost what? the argument. They were running guns. Yeah, they were running guns. They had Gaddafi killed. Hillary did. They were arming ISIS, as far as I'm concerned. Gaddafi, you know, Gaddafi was was smart. Gaddafi had given up his program. He'd called President Bush and go, hey, come and get the uranium, buddy. Right. He did. He was behaving himself. Well, the next place where you're going to see trouble is Venezuela. And Venezuela is going to bleed over into Colombia because... You know, as you guys know, Colombia has taken a lot of the refugees from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Well, the cartels don't like that at all. And the cartels, you know, Colombia is one of the largest producers of cocaine. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time before that region bucks up. And sooner or later, the United States is going to have to step in. Yeah. I don't think they have to step in militarily. They might have to for a short period of time to secure certain interest in Venezuela, but it's time to put the actual government that was elected in Venezuela instead of still letting that little imp be in control. Why the U.S. hasn't really put pressure on him, I don't know. But I don't know why either. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Speaking All right, of gang. Speaking of impeachment, weren't we going to seg into impeachment? Well, I thought we had been, but keep going. No, no, I just, you know, I think it's going to be a entertaining couple weeks. Actually, um, what Nancy Pelosi did. What Nancy Pelosi did when she walked, when she had the um, the uh, impeachment managers go to the um, the Senate, she actually had a, a nursery rhyme theme going because you had Humpty Dumpty in the front, and back at Humpty was the cow that jumped over the moon, and next to Humpty Dumpty was the spoon that left with the dish. <laughs> Actually, I love Tucker Carlson when he played the cliff of the pop and circumstance. And in the background, yeah. he played the Josh Bader theme. <laughs> oh, God, that was so funny. Well, actually, you can get the actual teeth. That Nancy Nancy Pelosi used to sign that uh, that document with on yep. eBay right now. They're signed, they're autographed for only forty seven thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> Is that how much they're going for? Yeah, pretty much. Also, there's going to be infomercials oh. pretty soon 
where you could own your own piece of history for the low, low price of ninety nine ninety five. You could own one of the pens Nancy Pelosi used to sign oh the articles God. of impeachment. You know, I figured it out. That was why she delayed it. She delayed it because her her uh, specialty advertising company that she ordered the pens from hadn't delivered yet. <laughs> no, she delayed it for Joe Biden. Yeah, she did. Exactly why she delayed it. You know, I, I, but, I just, you know, not that I... Like, yeah, it was to hurt, it was like to hurt the senators. That I like Bernie, but, you know, he was robbed the last time because of Hillary. He wasn't and robbed. Bernie is never going Hillary. to win the nominee. All, what? All the DNC has to do is say... The DNC, all he has to do is, so where's your dues, uh, Bernie? Or what are your credentials for being in the Democratic Party? Yeah, I was going to say, what, what, what is it? What's the term for it, Fabian? Where's your... Bonafides. Bonafides. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, look, that's, that's just the thing. Bernie for it. Bernie, didn't, Bernie wasn't robbed of nothing. He got a lot of money in his checking account. Don't feel sorry for Bernie. Yeah, and three houses later, Joe Biden is going to get crushed. If Joe Biden wins the nomination, Trump is going to walk him up one side and down the other. Well, the the Democratic Party, the DNC, believes that Joe Biden is the only one that can beat Trump. Joe Biden's not going to beat, well, oh, my God. He could beat the dog catcher. Anybody, did anybody see Joe's last rally? How many people were at his last rally? I think it was, was it 45? Yeah, 45. The the one he just did, there was like 70 people there. Anybody want to know how many was at Trump's last rally? About 25,000. 15,000. There was 28,400 and something inside the building and an estimated another 50,000 outside the building trying to get in. <laughs> well, he's he, he coming here in When's he coming? He's coming to Nashville in April. Hang on just a second. He's what? coming where? Would... He's coming to Nashville in April. Nashville or Knoxville? Nashville. He's speaking at the NRA convention. Oh, good God. They're coming back to Nashville? You know the only way to you know the only way to um, to save the Democratic oh, hell's Party. Oh, break loose up there. Have you eaten one of them yet? You do realize the only way to save the Democrat Party is to get rid of all the cockroaches that have infested it. I also a whole bunch of cockroaches. I just want to try it. You probably should bake some more. We won't be able to go, Tammy. This time I'll show him how to. He'll mess you up. Exactly. All right, Mark, go ahead with your point. I forgot what I was. No, there's a uh, there was a commercial last night, I believe. It's the um the the pellet the presidential chess set, and it has the it has it has dropping pins on one side with um. The knights are like, back off. Ted Cruz, 
the Knights are like Ted Cruz and another Republican, and then a few Back stupid on? Democrats. Then the Rooks are the, the Rooks are old, are old presidents. I think Bush and Bush and what is all the feedback from? You want about five cookies to pebbles stolen. You got too much background noise going on there now. Well, the the poems on this thing, they're the horse and the uh not the horse, the jackass and the elephant. Your um your bishops are Supreme Court justices. Um and then it's a forty dollar thing. It, it's it's it looks decent. But the Democratic side, they don't have the nominee yet. So they'll send you a friendly reminder so you could order the nominee to be the king and the queen. And I just thought it was the funniest crap I've seen on television in a while. It's almost as bad as the Trumpy Bear, which I would would actually like to get a Trumpy Bear. One one point I'd like to make, if if foreign governments did not think Trump was going to be president, they wouldn't have signed any deals like – the one, the two that he signed this uh, week with China. With China, yeah. China would not have the China have, would not have negotiated a damn thing if, Trump, no. if, if they knew Trump wasn't going to win election, re-election. Right. The same thing with with uh, with America's hat and America's shoes. They wouldn't have signed a mm-hmm. thing. Well, okay. So you so listen to this. How about this? When they have the Democrat debates, all you've heard about usually at least when they had a number of different people up there before they weaned it down to just a few characters, this last one. But when they had a multiple number of them, all, the, all, the, all any of them were saying was, we just got to beat Trump. We got to figure out how we're going to, you know, this and that and the other about beating Trump. Well, if Trump was, if they were so sure he needed to be impeached, then why would, and removed from office, then why would they talk about trying to beat him still? I mean, if he's removed from office, isn't he removed from being able to run? No, he's nope. not. Actually, he can, if he's on the ballot, he could be impeached all day long and removed all night long. If he's on the ballot, come uh, November. Election day, he can be reelected. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they just need to give it up, period. The homeless, and let's all just call it a day and let Trump have another four they years. Only, That'd save only, us all a bunch of only, trouble, wouldn't it? Well, this this is the DNC. The DNC got with Nancy. Said, listen, Nancy, you're going send the articles through. We need to hold back. Um, Focahontas, we need to hold back uh, um, Crazy Bernie, and any other senators that are in there because it's, none of them are going to win. Yeah, Amy Klobuchar. Um, well, she's irrelevant. Nobody knows who that the is only anyway. good thing. But we need the to hold those thing. people back. Yeah, so Biden can win. <laughs> uh but nobody, and nobody in Iowa is listening to Biden. I don't think it's going to make that much difference. 
unless they want to let the let this thing drag out throughout the you know for the next six months, I don't see how Biden is going to be able to. And then what if they do call witnesses? What if they call Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? Because there's enough evidence that comes forth that shows there's been mega money laundering going on. Let me tell you, if the listen to Ted Cruz, he wants to see those witnesses be brought forward. Yeah. Because he'd like they'll to see the corruption right. gone. Yeah, they'll have that right. The, the Republicans but are going to the Republicans are going to do this in in three weeks, four at the most. They're not going to put a, a grandiose show on. The, that's no. the Democrats. No, the Democrats they're going to end up sweeping show. it all under the rug like they always flip and do. And Joe Biden's going to walk and get away with it. That's what no. makes me think about this country. Regardless. Oh, geez. Okay, why? 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 This is what really gets my crawl, man. Because if it was you and me, right our asses would be in jail. It's not right for these people, just because they're in elected offices, to get away with this crap. Well, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, first of all, did quid pro quo, Joe. He did it. He said, everybody's seen the daggone video, and if they haven't, they've had their heads under a rock. That's number one. Number two. Okay, Hunter Biden got wealthy for not knowing jack crap. It's, it, it, we all know it was because his daddy was the vice president. There's been money laundering going on, and I just hope and pray that they can get to the bottom of it, just like President Trump wanted them to, because, damn it, these people aren't supposed to be above the law, and they need to go down for it. And by God, Barr and Durham had better get their crap together and get some stuff going on and some people indicted. But for doing the wrong, we can't clean up our government if we don't force people to do the right things. For when they do the wrong thing, they go to jail. They are held accountable. If there's no accountability, there's no decent government. I don't understand why people can't get this. You can't just say, oh, well, they're not going to go to jail. Uh, they're never going to see the light of jail. Bull crap. They better start. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get angry and upset, but this is the kind of shit that really grabs my crawl. Because these assholes who think they're, they're God's gift to society get away with murder. You'd sit and joke around about how Clinton's killed all these people. By God, there's got to be a paper trail somewhere that can prove that she's done what she's done. Why is she well, not first, behind bars? Well, first of all, um, anybody worth their salt ain't going to leave a paper trail. Number two, I agree with you. I do think that it's wrong that, you know, my dad said the other day, he said there's three types of law in this country. He said there's the poor man's law, the rich man's law, and then the politician's law. Okay? And one of the biggest reasons why you don't see more of this, even though, uh, hang on just a second. Okay, so I'm just showed a meme that says, I love when people in $60,000 cars want to play road rage with me. My car is worth $986.13. 
and my left, <laughs> I will kill us both. That's fine. Oh, it's just, oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to share my frustration, guys, but, man, well, it just really part of ticks show, me off bad. Part of this show is about getting those frustrations out and coming up with solutions. I will tell you that the only solution, the only solution to this problem with the, the problem that you have with Hillary and Joe and Obama it's called the indemnification clause. That's the problem. Under okay. the law, an elected official is indemnified from their actions while in office. But they're now, not. Biden's Obama's not in office anymore. Hillary Clinton's not in office Neither. anymore. Joe Biden's not in office right now. Come on. Correct. I read where the but, president, if he's, if he's not in office, can be tried and convicted after the fact. Not after the fact, because they're indemnified while they're in office, meaning what they did while they're in office, they're protected from. Okay? And you're not going to get, and this is just it, you're not going to get Obama administration officials to basically come out and say, you know what, Obama authorized us to spy on a presidential candidate. Who was the genius that came up with the indemnification clause? Um, Congress. It's been in there forever. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. So that just makes perfect well, sense then. No, no. It needs to go. It needs to be rescinded or repealed. Well, the, the problem that you run into with that, part of me agrees with you uh, that it needs, you know, I agree with you that. Huh. It's the same thing if with you commit, Pennsylvania. If you create a, if you commit a crime in the United States while in the government, you ought to be held accountable for it. Okay, that's right. Whether whether it's um, while you're in office or when you leave. But if you remove, this is the problem. If you remove the indemnification clause, that opens our presidents up to the World Court, the Hague. Um, and as, as you all know, the Hague would love to get President Bush, Vice President Cheney, President Clinton, mm-hmm. Vice President Hoare, I meant Gore, uh, <laughs> President Reagan, and others in front of their court, whether in absentia or otherwise. But they can't because of their agreement and the indemnification clause, just the same courtesy that we extend to other countries. I think we can reword it to fix that indemnification to where it doesn't protect them in the United States and protect them from the United States courts. The okay, but wouldn't you consider money laundering as a high crime? That should be I something would. that is, is that, that they need to be not they need to pay a price. They need to be required to pay restitution for that for that. My God, if somebody commits that kind of a crime outside of there they're going to be paying restitution to the courthouse for how long? I mean, come on. This is just, it's so wrong. It's, it, and, they, and we wonder how they become millionaires. They're, they're funneling our tax money. That foreign aid is foreign crap. I'll bet you that half those countries don't even see most of that money. Oh, they see it. Just the people that it's intended for don't see it. That's right. They see it pass right, right. through their fingers. And right back into the people that are laundering it. I, I just, I would be willing to bet. 
Well, there are there yeah. much fund accounts that the government has that probably that's through. But money that's allocated for certain programs throughout the world, there's actually a very strong accountability to make sure it ends up in that country. Now, once it's in that country, there's nothing we can do. And most the governments keep it. It's like our food that we give to North Korea. Well, I do have a question that, that does apply to impeachment that I wanted to ask about. Okay. okay. The president is responsible for foreign aid, for, for foreign affairs. Correct? I mean, that's yes. part of his job. Okay? Yes. So is it, is it not his duty as the president of the United States to verify before aid is released to another country to to put a check on it, that there's nothing wrong with doing what he did given the information that he had, uh, not only from seeing the video of Joe Biden, but also, you know, knowing what he knew about Burisma. Is that not a perfect, perfectly um, um, dutiful thing for him to do before he released the aid to make sure that it was going to go into the right hands? Plus, they just have had that presidential election over in um, Ukraine, and that guy was a brand-new president just elected, and he was supposedly elected on the basis of fighting corruption. So it seems to me that Trump was just trying to verify that by getting to know the guy a little bit before he allowed the aid to be released. Now, the, the question of whether or not he demanded there be an investigation before the aid was released that's hokey too because there's not been an investigation and the aid was released so my question is is it not his duty to verify these things and make sure that that the accountability is there and that the right thing is being done with the money before it's released well yes but there's one step that he left out that had he done this no matter what he had chosen to do he probably could have avoided most of this. And that is the purse strings are controlled by Congress. So he should have went to the well, I know. He should have went to the finance committee and said, Hey, you know, I've got some problems releasing this. Yes, he knows it's gonna be political. Yes, he knew that nothing would get accomplished, but he should have taken it to them and and let them take a look at it first before he took action. Then he would have been more justified to say, well, I went to them and they wouldn't do anything. All right. So well, we're going to do... Can we talk about... Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about... They've been talking recently about a brokered convention. I'm assuming we're talking the Democrats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want a broker convention. Yeah. They basically I think. People, I don't know if many people know what that is. Okay. Well, enlighten us. No, I'm asking you to. Well, that's where they don't, no one person has enough delegates to get to win the nomination. Right. And so, you do two or three rounds. You keep voting until somebody's out. Basically, the last time we had a major brokered convention, um, 
was with Richard Nixon. But before that, if you want to go to one of the most famous in the United States, it was actually 100 years before Nixon's to uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was chosen on the third ballot of the Republican Convention. Yeah, that was a huge one. And you talk about fighting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, His opponent was actually Sewell. And yeah. Um, anyway, Lincoln was not even considered a serious candidate until coming into that third ballot. And then in the third ballot, he had used his skills to negotiate and basically get enough delegates to put him over on that third ballot. The Democrats yeah. want a brokered convention because if they don't get if they don't get that type of convention going into it, nobody's going to cover it. Well, let me rephrase that. Nobody's going to watch it. Notice last year's conventions, who watched the convention? The Republican convention was watched in 2016 because of all the drama surrounding Ted Cruz and Trump. But when you got to the convention, what happened versus what everybody wanted to happen were two very different things. Um, if there's any excitement at the conventions this year, it will be in the rules committee. That'll be mm-hmm. where the excitement is on both of them. But the Democrats, you're talking about with the Democrats, uh, that or the Republicans, because the Democrats nominee, I'm going to tell you right now, is a foregone. It's done, unless barring some major surprise between now and and. Rolling into South Carolina, it's pretty well done. It's Sleepy Joe. It'll it'll most likely be Sleepy Sleepy Joe with Hillary Clinton. Oh my God! His, oh my his God. smartest move. His smartest move would probably be, if I were him, I would include Amy Klobuchar or Gabbard. Oh. As much as I don't really care much for Klobuchar. She would bring, should bring some stuff to the ticket that Joe needs. Gabbard is an empty shell, in my opinion, but, yeah. you know, she brings some of that vote to the table. So if I'm him, I pick a woman, one of those two. But then he can also be what? like that. Well, he, he picked a woman to be his inferior. Uh-huh. <laughs> but whoever he chooses, he needs to choose to be the set, the he needs to choose that should he win to be president of the United States because that, that is what will happen. You know, I'm surprised no one has considered Kamala Harris. Um, oh, no, she she blows her way to the top, and that would be... That, that would be... Yeah, but I was just thinking in terms of the black vote, maybe. And, well, well truth, I could see the I could see the ad now. I, I can see the ad now. Camilla Harris on her knees. But not for the ev- Hang on. But not for the evangelical purposes. Do we want another Monica in the White House? Oh, no. Mm. Now, now, they'd only run that ad on YouTube, but by hell, that'd be played on every news network from here to the Congo.
That or their theme song could be round, 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 round. She gets around, she gets around. <laughs> but no. Yeah, Camilla, well, whatever. Camilla, Camilla Harris is a mistake, and you don't choose her because she's from California. You're going to get California anyway. Um, you don't pick Cory Booker because he's dumb as box of rocks. Um, could pick Bernie. Bernie could be... What was it they were saying about him? You know, you picked you pick that, pick that woman that ran for governor of uh, Georgia. The woman with the gap to the 800-pound Oh, jeez, no. Please, no. You put her in there for the Southern vote. That's what vice presidents are for, by the way. They're to sure up, up the vote, and I'm sure that they need uh, Georgia... And She's the one that won, won, right? Yeah, she thinks she won. <laughs> oh Lord! I don't know. I, it's, it's just, it's just. I just think that Trump is going to eat their lunch. It's not going to matter who they put put up, even if it was Hillary. She, he's going to eat their lunch. You know, I mean, I'll not forget. Did you all forget at the one debate where, where at the for the general when they had all of uh, Bill Clinton's ex girlfriends in the <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the funniest oh, thing I think I ever saw in a presidential debate. <laughs> and Bill's face, the look on Bill Clinton's face. Oh yeah, you can see it. He was not happy. <laughs> what would be better is if he had hired Monica Lewinsky. Oh, I know. Oh, come on. That would have been great. I don't think Have Monica be her body man or his body man? That would be funny. Uh-uh. You know, Melania would be like, no, we know what she do in the Oval. Yeah. Like you know, I've I've often wondered, and I said this to Amanda one time. It's like, how the hell would she date anybody after that? Okay, I mean, just think about this here. Okay. Oh, I'm Boy, sure there were plenty of guys lining up. No, yeah, come on. No, Let's, you think like me and Fabian? There might have been people <laughs> lining up for a for a blow and go. But I'm talking about a serious relationship. Oh, you know, she's done. She's done. You know, had relations with the president of the United States, the most powerful guy in the world. You ain't never gonna measure up to that. In more ways than one, you ain't gonna measure up to that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't. Now, she gets mad at you, she's gonna be like, "Well, you ain't no president of the United States." <laughs> Yeah, you know what? They, she should have come out of that with like zillions of dollars. She should have been able to. She, she should have been able. I mean, the unfortunate thing about her was that she was so young and so immature, and she was in love. And it's it's sad for me for her because if she had if if she had played her cards right, <laughs> she could have. 
gotten him for sexual harassment and been and made many no, money. No, it was consensual. It was consensual. Oh no! It wasn't. I know. Under the federal no. government guidelines, he's her boss. That's well, that's right. That. And she could have said, "Hey, I felt pressured." And I really yep. did feel the pressure a few times. Look at the dress. She she was wow. an intern. Yeah, he was her superior. I thought it was uh, there's just no two ways about it. But you know what, though, I'm not even sure that the law with regard to sexual harassment was in. Well, are you sure it was in place then? It was because it was right about the same time where they made that a uh, massive thing. It it was. I think it was right afterwards. But now now here's the final thing I'm gonna say about the Hillary or Hillary Monica and her new boyfriend. You know. They'd be freaky, and he'd be like, honey, where is one place that we could go do it that would just be an interesting place? She looks at him and goes, oh, I've already been in the Oval. Nothing tops that. She could say anything that looks like an Oval office or an Oval room. <laughs> how, do you, how do you live up to that? I mean, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, but did she ever get married? I don't think she did. No, she she was never married. She's forty six years old. Was never married. Has no children. I guess. Uh, no shit. Never mind. Swallow That's mom. why I'm saying she should have been a very wealthy woman. And and well, you she know is, she is worth some money. I mean, she is worth money. She did a handbag. Uh, <laughs> just went from hand jobs to handbags, but open started a yeah. <laughs> handbag. <laughs> You're taking this place. I don't want to go. About 15 years ago, she was a spokesperson for for uh, I think Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers, maybe Jenny Craig. Yeah, Jenny Craig. She's one eight hundred twenty Jenny or Jenny twenty. That's it. Well, and wasn't there a movie made? About her, and she was involved in it. I think that she was involved in the making of it or whatever. We can't hear you. I said, I said, wasn't wasn't there a movie made also about her yeah. and that whole scenario? And I think she yeah. made some money off of that. Yeah. She did. So, I, I the best meme I have ever well, seen. They're, they're the best meme I've ever seen to this is that there's a black lab that's sniffing Bill Clinton's crotch on the White House lawn and Hillary's looking down <laughs> at the dog. And the meme says, and we shall call her Monica. Oh, no. That's and, terrible. <laughs> that was the greatest meme. I get, and I have never forgotten that. Now, I find this quite, quite interesting just now. I was on Facebook and answering a article that was posted by MSDNC and they were saying complaining about if I can find it again um, President Trump's legal team accuses Democrats of dangerous attacks on the right of the American people to freely choose their president so I posted, I posted, and they would be correct. Democrats are trying to nullify the vote of 63 million registered voters just because they can't accept the election results. 
And under it, I was going to post a picture of Hillary Clinton saying her famous quote, anybody not willing to accept the results of an election is a danger to democracy. They, they, would not, they would not allow the picture to be printed, a post. What? Yeah. The Nazis. They would not I you couldn't post the picture? I posted the picture on my own, but I couldn't post it under the MSDNC website. Oh, well, that, you know what? A lot of them do that. They don't allow for pictures or videos or any of that stuff. No, well, this yeah. had to do with contradicting what they were saying. So, I know. You know, no. They don't want okay, so, they don't want to start chivalry. So here's our final lightning round and everybody has a minute to respond to each of the things I'm gonna mention and give me your thoughts. The first one. A Oregon woman worked at US Bank. She took twenty dollars from her own account and gave twenty dollars to a struggling homeless man. Later that day she was fired for that act of kindness so that she had violated policy taking the money out of her account to give to the old man should she have been fired mark yes because it goes with their policy the policy is probably there to discourage people from making these people dependent on you we don't they want to run a bank where people put their money in not where bums and homeless people go to get handouts. Okay. Tammy. Well, mm, Lord, if you did that around here, you'd probably be broke. But um, I think it's stupid that they fired her over that. Okay. Barbara. I think it was terrible that they fired her over that. I mean, that that's just, you know, come on. That shows you where their heart is. Jill. Um, if that's her money that she had in the bank account there and she withdrew her own money to give as a gift to someone else, that's none of their business. Now, on the other hand, if they have a policy that states that you're not to, you know, uh, go out and give charity, uh, like within a certain distance of where they're located or whatever. I mean, I don't know the ifs, ands, or buts and how it worked, but, you know, um, it, it just seems wrong to me that if it was her money, she should be free to spend it any way she chooses, despite what anybody else thinks. It's nobody else's business what I do with my money, and it's not my bank's business what I do with my money. It was my understanding he had money in his account, but it had not fully processed. He was at the gas station and was out of gone and called the bank. A lot of times the banks have the ability to go ahead and process that process that deposit so it'll be like 
cash. Evidently, she knew this customer and he came on the bank and got twenty dollars. No. You know, you have girls who have affairs with attorneys that are in the building, and they handle their cash and deposits. Well, you're you're probably the most qualified to speak on this issue. Yeah. All right, Jill. I already asked you, Amanda. Uh, yeah, you you did ask, ask me. Okay, Amanda. Probably asleep. Okay. Next up, a young girl, 14 years old, was drugged and grabbed by three idiots. And she saved herself by Snapchat. She Snapchatted her friend from the trunk of the car. Her friend then used the app to pinpoint her location and called the police. And they picked up these three kidnappers and the girl in a warehouse, or excuse me, in a hotel room, where they were going to take her into slave trade. Okay? Um, That's not really a comment. That's just me telling you guys. That was pretty neat. Uh All right. Here comes the next one for comment. And I find this one to be interesting. I know you guys are real excited about this, but Lindsay Lohan (laughs) will be releasing her first musical album in more than a decade. Will you guys be running out to buy this album as soon as it drops? Oh, Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. No. They know her? Mark, are you going to do a painting of Lindsay, put her new album in the painting? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So The funny thing is I used to like Lindsay Lohan because she was cute. I, I liked the, the freckles and the red hair and all that. But then she went batshit crazy, and that, that that's where I draw the line. That's just because of you, Mark. I'm pretty sure you're the oh, one yeah, that arrested for stalking her. Weren't you stalking her? Yes, that was so many mm-hmm. years ago. That was 15 years ago, dude. Come on. Oh, okay. I served my so time she should be okay with you now. All right. Yeah, I was so thinking final... at her, her window last night. She she was she said she said hi. <laughs> she waved. Oh. Where do you oh, think she learned how to stalk people from? Oh. Mark, you teacher, you. All right, so Mexico blocked 2,500 migrants from crossing their border from Guatemala. Now, Mexico used to do this. Under the Obama administration, they just let them on through. Anybody that doesn't think Trump's immigration policy is working needs rocks in their head. Because the... The number of people trying to get into the United States through Mexico has dropped so low that Mark might have a chance now at a solo career. (laughs) 
All right. Any final thoughts before we bid adieu? Just that I think that we need to keep an eye out um, tonight on Waters World. Uh, one of one of Bernie's staffers was exposed in a Project Veritas video where he was um, talking about violence in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just so you know. Were they having the convention? They were saying he said they're they're claiming cities are going to burn if. Uh, if they try to keep this from Bernie, because they're seeing the handwriting on the wall with what's going on with the impeachment. Well, well that's so stupid. No. It's the Democrats that are keeping him from the Democrats. Well, but but here's what everybody don't seem to understand. Bernie's not a Democrat. That's what I mean. These guys, these guys are are talking about gulags. Right and and you know like they're like they're a jail. <laughs> well, I have I have let's see two words. 1968 Chicago. 1978. This guy brought this up in the video. Well, actually, it's 68. No, you're talking about 68. the riots. 1968. Yeah, the Democratic Convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the here's the thing, okay? First of all, if Bernie does manage to make it to the convention, okay, he ain't gonna get to nod even at the convention. Okay, and the Democrats have a have an insurance policy against this. Yeah. Called superdelegates. No, it's yeah. called superdelegates. Yeah. Well, he's a damn communist and these communist sympathizers that are supporting him they're too stupid to realize that that's what it is but he's talking about this guy on project project veritas video is talking about how the large segment of society needs to be re-educated on how it's supposed to be how it's going to be it's it's pretty ugly well, they make it so acceptable to the young people because of the one word called free Free stuff, free education, free money, free food, free housing. Free, I mean, who in their right mind under the age of 30 wouldn't say, oh, yeah, that's for me. You know. But they don't understand that there is nothing free. It's paid for by us. Well, no, they don't. No, they don't understand. That's <laughs> they don't understand that somebody has to pay for it. And it's going to be right. them. You know, that's... I have a story to tell you. I have a story to tell you. Okay, go, go, Tammy. Tammy, you're up. Go ahead, go ahead Mark. Well, uh, my son was working at Dodge Chicken's place last night. And they got a big Wait a mobile minute. app. I thought he worked at, I worked, thought he worked at Chick-fil-A. I said God's chicken. You said God's? Oh, I thought you said Dodge's chicken. I'm sorry. Go ahead. God's chicken. I got you. <laughs> he worked there last night, and they got a, I mean, he was working last night, and they got a huge mobile order in, like eight Cokes, eight, eight, eight-piece spicy chicken, you know, nuggets and all this, and they got the order together, and 
there, nobody came in to get it. They were calling the name. And so finally, after some time, they start calling the, the phone number that's on the app. They call the phone number on the app, and the guy says, well, it's not my number. It's not my order. It's not my order. Well, then he finally figured out it was who had stolen his phone. The guy has had, had, had his phone stolen. And about the same time, another mobile app comes through the drive-through with basically the same order with just more to it, like huge order. They put two and two together and realized that the guy that was in the car that was coming through the mobile line was the one who stole the phone. So they called oh my the word. finest and they the phone. This kid, this, whoever stole the phone had, had um, bought thousands of dollars worth of uh, stuff on his account because he had like oh my Apple Lord. Pay or something. Yeah. So he was using the guy's credit card yeah. to buy the food. And he was using his phone, the mobile app, because, you know, when you yeah. do the mobile app, it's tied to your account. Right, yeah. You got your oh, account. yeah. Because I use God's Chicken's <laughs> mobile app. We also, when we were traveling, used DoorDash. I love it. We used DoorDash to have food delivered to us at the Greyhound station. Mm-mm. Just saying. Oh, but from, what? from God's what? Chicken. God chicken. All right. So. No, 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 no. Back up there. No, back up here. You were having chicken delivered to the Greyhound Station? Yes. <laughs> yeah, were you in the DoorDash? Were you living at the Greyhound Station? <laughs> no, I. We were in between transferring buses to get on another bus, and I made sure Dildash was sitting there when we got off the one we were supposed to. I, I, just, I think it's brilliant. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. And then we were in, uh, Amanda and I were in December 31st. We were in Hobby Lobby, and time was short, and we were hungry, so I ordered some the app. Go drop her and Bella off at uh, J.C. Penny, and I run through the drive-through, get the app. They see my name there, have it all ready, nice and hot, no end pieces in my fries, yay, and went on. By the way, some <laughs> some Chick Fil A's don't like to pull out the end pieces. Like we can't do that. I'm like, yes, you can. Why? Then I sit there and start singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith until they do it. <laughs> what are the end pieces? Oh, the end pieces. The end pieces of the potato. I don't like those. Oh. And they say there's some people that come through there, and that's all they want are the end pieces. They don't care about the waffle fries. I'm like, oh, okay. give me some buttery goodness, baby, with my waffle fries. <laughs> <laughs> buttery goodness. Oh yeah. yeah, buttery goodness. That's what we call Chick Fil A, buttery goodness. That's how oh, you know God. butter is made oh. by God. I've never it's been. It's so there. tasty. I've never been to a Chick Fil A. Go get you a chicken. Go get you a regular chicken sandwich combo. I'm going to tell you something right now. You'll never eat nobody else's chicken sandwiches. I promise you that. Well, the nearest one is either Tullahoma or Murfreesboro. So. Tammy, 
Yeah. Text her broke ass. Text her broke ass a sandwich. <laughs> Besides, says you. She says you never come visit her. You know how far away she lives from me. I never said that. She said you used her and then forgot about her. I, oh. I have to pack you ever say that. I have to pack you. You know what, Mr. Political I Superman? A, I think you're an instigator. <laughs> I have a dead battery. I have a dead battery yes, right now. Yes, I have a dead battery oh. right now. I can't go anywhere. See, listen to them excuses. Excuses, excuses. I hear them every day. I'd like to talk about two American heroes that were just announced. Um, They are both Bernie Sanders supporters. This one woman, she gave up her welfare check and donated her entire welfare check for the month of December to the Bernie Sanders campaign. That's just brave on all kind of levels. That's nice. Somebody else's money became hers. Wait a minute. So she used Uh, federal. She used federal money. She took federal money and donated to a campaign. That's against the law. Well, she doesn't know that. Then there was the kid who's 19 years old and worked his way, worked, worked two jobs over the summer just to afford to go to college. Well, he decided he was going to donate that entire college savings to Bernie Sanders because when Bernie is elected, he'll be getting free college. Oh, boy. Another American hero. Yeah. American buffoons. That reminds me of that. This is, why, this is why we need to have them gone out of politics. Did anybody listen to her rambling crap the other day? She gave an answer to a question. Ooh. I normally can understand her, and I normally can follow her for the first five minutes of whatever she's rambling about. Who? AOC. Oh, AOC. And oh, my God. She gave one of the dumbest answers. Like, I couldn't follow it after about 30 seconds. I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Were your eyes rolling back in your head? (laughs) By the way, guys, I just want you all to know that I have a real shortage of weed eater string. And I'm struggling to find weed eater string. What? Weed eater string? Yes. Just go to Walmart, dude. Go to Walmart (laughs) or or Lowe's. Walmart sells weed eater string. Or Home Depot. Are you fixing yeah. the strangling system? They, they sell it in, 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 uh, in uh, Lorne and Gordon. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, Did you guys hear about that? <laughs> Senator Matt M- McSally called uh, some reporter a liberal hack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. You've got to stand for something. What? What, Tammy? She said, I'm not talking to you. You're a liberal hack. I know. That was so good. (laughs) Remember, she registered the the trademark, and she's making T-shirts and selling them. Liberal hack on them. Good for her. (laughs) 
remember, you've got to stand for something. You'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier, for without them. We wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families and soldiers for without them. We wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And you know what? Let's thank our heroes. That's the people that get up and go to mundane jobs every day and keep America moving. Until next week, I'm the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.